0: You guys have heard me talk a lot about this program that I'm creating and I basically met with eight of the world's top listing agents and recorded their candid no holds barred interviews with sellers and what they say to a seller what they don't say to a seller how they get a listing we've broken it down into six chapters it's about 12 hours of video and uh, we're gonna be selling it as a course But up until then, up until the point that it's ready, offering 30 minutes of it that you could watch for free and kind of beta test for me. Tell me what you like about it, what you don't like about it. So if you want to beta test this and you want to check out some of it for free, the section I'm giving away free is on touching. And rapport building. I know that sounds odd, but each of the agents I talked to had ideas of where to touch, like don't touch a guy on his hands uh, unless it's a handshake and stuff like that. And there's also a bunch of stuff on rapport building, you know, like what to say and how to find commonality, and just all kinds of neat stuff. So if you want to watch that you get it for free, go to hybendigital.com backslash rebus, hybendigital.com backslash rebus, and you'll get a free copy of that, and let me know what you think of it. Thanks. Okay, Rockstar Nation, uh, we are coming from the East Coast. Today, I have Mark Carton from New York City. Like a carton of milk, Mark, or a carton of eggs, Mark uh, Mark is, is knocking things dead down in New York City. And, you know, one of the things that I like to focus on is not one thing in particular, meaning I don't want the show to be a bunch of cliches about picking up the phone and, and calling expireds or FISBOS every morning, although that is certainly a great business and we have talked about that in the past. I, I like to get niches and I like to get different ways and different angles on how to make money selling real estate. And Mark has got an incredible angle uh, through bankruptcies and uh, short sales in New York City. And we're going to talk a little bit or a lot about that today. So without further ado, Mark, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars.
1: Thank you, Pat. Good morning.
0: So Mark, why don't you introduce yourself to our rockstar audience so they can get to know you better?
1: Okay. Well, I'm very humble. So um, how much time do we have? Uh, (laughs) Basically, I got into the business 12 years ago. It was really not even my choice. My wife suggested it. She had gone into real estate we weren't in New York, although we're from New York. Uh, we were in Las Vegas. It was the start of the boom. And uh, after digging my heels in that I had no interest in real estate and watching her, I found out I had a great interest in real estate. Hmm. And um, I started in poor man, new home sales, which were condo conversions, uh, where one bedrooms went for 99000 And I sold a thousand of them. And then I became a sales manager and I managed people and... I found all my strengths and then, as we all know, the market went south and uh, I had to reinvent myself. And in that, uh, I found that really what my strength was, was being very analytical and being very patient. And that was a perfect combination for short sales. I'm also very trustworthy. People like me and I'm very focused on them. I'm the least salesperson, salesperson there is. And uh, in 2009, I started my business really to be a short sale listing agent and to be the best short sale listing agent. So...
0: Okay. So let, let me ask you about that. Let me stop you right there. So, you know, a lot of people, they make a huge mistake in their business careers in that they don't adjust. Like a friend of mine, Tim Harris, told me one time early on uh, go where the river is flowing. Meaning like sometimes I do a lot of hiking and I'll look at a river and and uh, a log will fall or, or a bunch of uh, trash or something will accumulate in a spot and then the the tributary will form or a little offset will form and the river will flow a completely different way or around this thing. And he said it's a lot easier in life and in business life to go where the river flows rather than try to kind of swim to where it used to flow and you've seemed to to have done that really well so you you made a conscious decision right at some point to say you know things are changing i'm going to change tell me about that
1: well you're exactly right and the one thing that will encourage you to change is when you're not making any money um so either you you know look for a different path or you find a new career and uh I really never even thought of a different career. Um, Like I said, short sales were in front of me and it it seemed to be plentiful. So, you know, while everybody was doing the same script about uh, listing your home for sale, um, I had people calling me and why not differentiate yourself to where you are solving a need and you know, I was a trusted advisor back in the day before that became a cliche. So all my business was referral. Um, and, you know, I'm very good at marketing. I don't want to market. I don't want to sell. And short sales are a downer. You know, you're helping people when they don't want to be helped. They don't want to, you know, open their mail. And yet they would come to me. So that, uh, like I said, I'm very lucky to have discovered that pretty early on, and it still, over the years, has evolved and changed.
0: Okay, and where's your business today? What do you do today? Give us an idea.
1: So, like I said, I started in Las Vegas, but from New York, and uh, for personal reasons, we had to move back to New York. And I left my business uh, behind, and I had to start over in New York. And New York is a unique beast, in that the majority of people can't afford to buy. Um, Nevada is a, a non-judicial state for short sales, which means it's a very quick process from the time you stop paying your mortgage to the time you lose your home. And New York is a judicial state, so they have to go to court, they have to wait a long time. It's a two and a half to three year process that people get to stay in their house without paying their mortgage. Um, and they are the ultimate in having no interest in doing a short sale because why would they shorten the time that they get to live someplace for free? So, when I came here, uh, what I thought I was going to reestablish as short sales was more or less a dead end. This was, you know, 10 years earlier and nobody had embraced this. So, again, I had to figure out the lay of the land and learn rentals and learn commercial and do a million things. Uh, Within you know the scope of my license that I wasn't passionate about and so it paid the bills But it wasn't my calling
0: Hmm. so
1: it's been I've been back three years and when I got back, I was here about six months and the bankruptcy trustee of Las Vegas reached out to me through Facebook and They said you are the hardest person to find. We knew you left Um, but we didn't know where you went or how to get in touch with you. So we reconnected and they said, we have a listing for you in New York city. And I said, well, I'm really not doing residential at the moment. You know, I'm focused more on commercial. And they said, we're not asking you, we're telling you. So I said, okay, they're like, Mark, we know what you can do and you need to represent us. So I said, well, New York City is a big place, where New York City is it? And they said, it's on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, it's a condominium, and it's going to be priced at about $1.4 million. And I said, I'll do that. So I got that listing.
0: Okay, let's slow this down for people that don't understand uh, how this works. Because unless you've gotten listings from attorneys before, you don't really understand uh, how this trickles down. So basically there was a person or a company, right? And they declared bankruptcy and the judge of the court said, okay, I'm going to let the trustee who, who is a lawyer appointed by the judge, get rid of all these assets, right? Sell all these assets, take all this money that you get from these assets and then pay off the debts, uh, that or as much of the debts as you can with this pool of money that you've made after you've sold this house or this condo or or many of these things businesses cars condos uh, whatever the person owns right
1: that's
0: correct okay okay keep going
1: so what what's different about this is that so there are only 18 bankruptcy trustees in the country
0: what wait a minute wait a minute There's only 18 bankruptcy trustees in the country. Explain that.
1: So I'm probably not the best person to explain it, but I know the number is 18. So they go by federal districts, and so they oversee uh, different areas. So um, they are not attorneys. In other words, I do not seek their business. Um, I am not looking for – because. A traditional short sale, which is what I'm trained in, is to first figure out somebody has a valid hardship, then are they willing to give you the documentation? Are they willing to go along with the process? Um, That's what I cut my teeth on. Bankruptcy trust sale, a short sale, just like you stated, is different because the debtor, the person who owns that property, relinquishes the property to the trustee. So really, My seller is the bankruptcy trustee. So hardship is established. They have been in touch with the banks that owe the money because those are part of the creditors that are going to get the proceeds from the sale of this property. And so all of the hard work is done. I don't have to do a listing presentation. I don't have to pitch why this is better than foreclosing. That's done. They are coming to me with an assignment of something that, has a pre foregone conclusion. Much right. different business. Yeah. So, that condo that they reached out to me two and a half years ago is still for sale.
0: So, you would think that it would be you know, an analytical process in that um, they're not attached to it, right? And they're just trying to get the money to settle this thing. Why wouldn't they just keep dropping the price till it's sold?
1: Because it's not their property, it's the bank. So you're still dealing with the bank. So
0: the bank is the one that's holding up the sale of that thing. Exactly.
1: And so the bank, which is not in New York, thinks a condo you know, on East 63rd Street is worth $2 million, except they haven't seen it. And they don't know what the, the comps are. And so this particular condo, I have had buyers three separate times over the last two and a half years, and the bank won't budge. And so just what you said about being analytical, that's really my highest and best use. Is that I can analyze something to put you, whether your bank is in Iowa or in, you know, Florida, I'm going to make you feel like you're here to clearly understand that the value that you think it's worth is not so, as the debt increases.
0: Yeah. So so certainly people are listening out there are gonna be like, oh well, hell, I don't want to do that business because these banks are going to be assholes and they're not going to let me make commissions. And that's what I want to learn. So tell me about some success stories. Tell me about how you've made money through bankruptcies and through trustees. And and let's talk a little bit about if someone's listening, how how they can get into that game as well. Sure.
1: You know, the number one thing is patience. And I, I think that any good real estate agent who is focused on helping their client, whoever that is, um, for a successful outcome, however long that may take, is somebody who's right for short sales or bankruptcy short sales. Um, Somebody who's doing it for a quick turn and a commission, mm, they need to stick to fair market listings. Um, So this is all about filling up your pipeline uh, with properties in different uh, stages of readiness. Um, hmm. uh, so the, the biggest benefit of working bankruptcy short sales is I work through a company and that company certified me. So everyone listening can get their certification and I'll be happy to share that uh, yeah. website. So what is it? It's a uh, BK So. I'm so used to so their consumer based website is called bankruptcylistings.com and that's where the listings actually are but the back end is BK Global but the website is bkginc.com
0: Okay and I'm going to I'll put that on hype digital as well Okay so people can go there right and they and they pay money and they get certified Correct. in being what
1: being a, a bankruptcy short sale listing agent.
0: A bankruptcy short sale listing agent. And then, so you get this certification. How hard is it?
1: Um, if you know short sales, which is really my suggestion, it is not hard. Um, it's a, it's really, they teach you what to do. So if you didn't know, you would learn it within the course. Uh, the course is very educational, really well done. Um, I think it took me, I don't know, six or seven or 10 hours. It's all online. Um, and then you are certified. But being certified and actually doing the work are two vastly different things. Yeah,
0: I mean, so you get this certification and then what do you do with it? Like um... so,
1: now, so now you choose the areas that you want to specialize in. And so that's geographic areas. So I choose my areas and now I am a representative on behalf of bankruptcylistings.com, and when a trustee somewhere in in the country has a property to dispose of in my service area, they can look at my profile and say, oh, I want this guy to list the property, and then they choose me, and that's how I get a listing
0: and and that and that works it's sort of like resnet uh, like exactly. if, if anybody's doing uh, reos your resumes on resnet and a lot of people could go into resnet and see your scorecard see what people say about you is is bankruptcylistings.com and i'm going to put all this again on com. but but here's the thing mark so so let's say you're someone out there and, and you're in Tupelo, Mississippi, and you're listening to this thing and you're like, okay, good. I'm going to go in. I'm going to get my certification in bankruptcies. I'm going to get my certification, bankruptcy listings, whatever, and I'm going to put it out there, right, mm-hmm. online. I have no experience. What, what do you recommend they do to get their first one so they could look good on this portal?
1: Well, I would try to get a local short sale listing and succeed in that first and get regular short sale training and certification. That's the key. Um, This is a little bit more complicated. So this is really perfect for an experienced short sale agent. I really wouldn't recommend it to uh, a novice um, just because they're gonna wanna kill themselves. Unless they're very analytical and you know how to run comps and do a BPO, um, it is it is difficult. You know, so if you've no- done
0: a lot of short sales and you've done a lot of REOs or have some experience there, you can put that in your uh, bio on this site. Yeah. And then uh, it, it does it have to be one of these eighteen? so-called people that look on this site or, or can banks from everywhere and trustees from any bank go on there and just be like, hey, look, we got this company that went out of business and they own this piece of real estate. We need to dump it. They go on there and they find it. I mean, is it, is it pretty yeah, widely
1: used? It's, it's a newer portal and my belief is it's only uh, those listings come through the bankruptcy trustees. Um, that would be a better question left to you know, uh, the company that runs it, but, you know, I really just know it from my side. And really it is, once you visit bankruptcy listings.com, uh, it's a beautiful platform and, uh, it's, it's sort of reminiscent of auction.com. Um, it's very transparent and, uh, uh, it just makes it easy, not just for listing, but for potential investors anywhere in the country to be able to, Uh, make an offer on these properties.
0: Okay. And and so how many of these are you doing currently?
1: Currently, I'm doing three.
0: Okay. And they all came from Bankruptcy.com?
1: Yes. Bankruptcylistings.com.
0: Bankruptcylistings.com. And are they commercial, residential, or? Residential. All residential. Okay. So where else is your business coming from in New York City?
1: So... You know, we're a full service brokerage, as I said earlier, 75% of business here are rentals. So we established ourselves as a rental brokerage as our base division. We have nine divisions. Um, The brokerage is a year old, uh, actually July 1st. And uh, it is, you know, for lack of a better word, boutique. Um, We decided not to focus on Manhattan, although that's where we began. Uh, There's too much competition and nobody cares about you as a person and (laughs) they don't. It's all about getting. So what's different here with rentals is that everywhere else in the country, uh, the landlord is going to pay your agent's commission Mm. and in New York, you pay the agent's commission. And the last thing anybody wants to do is put down first month, one month security and pay you a commission equal to 15% of the first year's
0: rent. So so what do they do? They go straight to the listing agent or what? What I mean, do they have to do that? Is that part of the game? Is-
1: if they go on Craigslist, uh, they've got a 50-50 chance of dealing with an unlicensed agent, a fake listing, somebody who's going to take cash. They don't understand what, what it means to be represented by somebody who's a licensed agent.
0: So is it? A, it's not a struggle then? I mean, people just know that that's the culture, that's the protocol, and they just pay you, right?
1: Uh, they just don't pay us, no. <laughs> that would be really nice. Um, it is a struggle, and people will try and go around you. And so just as in sales, uh, our goal is to create relationships with landlords and have uh, exclusive listings. So, so they, the
0: listing agents, just like anywhere... It's better to be a listing agent than a a tenant representative in New York City. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Uh,
0: Okay. So talk to me a little bit about something you just said. 75% of the business, of the transactions, are rentals. Why?
1: Because people cannot afford to buy.
0: Okay. That's pretty plain and simple. And so if it's more affordable to rent... Than to buy, it usually means the the houses, if you took out appreciation, are grossly overpriced. Like if you bought uh, something for a million dollars, what would it rent out for?
1: Uh, it depends on a lot of things. If it's walk up, if it's uh, a doorman, if it's, you know, it's all about amenities and it's mm. about
0: Because then you got condo fees that go with that or, or co-op fees, right?
1: Exactly. And so, you know, you touched on something when you said a house. Uh, we're really not dealing with houses. Um, we're dealing with co-ops and condos and, you know, you're talking about a studio starting at a half a million dollars and when you go to rent that out, well, you can't rent it out because it's a co-op. Uh, co-ops can't be rented out. They can be rented out once for 18 months, depending on the co-op. There are some that don't care.
0: Well, let's say it's a condo. Let's say it's a condo. You pay a million bucks for it. The, the condo fee is is $1,500 a month because it's got a doorman or whatever. What, uh, what what is something like that rent for?
1: Okay. So uh, a million bucks, a one bedroom could go for. Forty nine to fifty five hundred dollars a month in an upscale building in a very nice part of town with easy transportation.
0: Wow. So so basically you take off the fifteen hundred or the fifty five, let's go with the out number. The high number, fifty five hundred, you take off fifteen hundred, then the landlord themselves are making four thousand a month off a million dollars. I mean, those are terrible, terrible returns. I mean after right. after after repairs just, and everything, you're at like one or 100%. 2% without appreciation. And I guess, like California, New York City is, you know, people buy there based on appreciation. And, it, and it's good that the people get rich on appreciation, but it's definitely not for the cash flow investor.
1: Exactly. And so the, the, segment that you missed on the calculation and you just took off the fifteen hundred, you forgot real estate taxes because co ops, the real estate taxes are built into your maintenance fee, but not on condos. You pay that separately. So fifteen hundred dollars for your monthly maintenance and another thirteen to fifteen hundred dollars for your monthly taxes.
0: Wow. Interesting.
1: It is one hundred percent losing proposition.
0: Mm. Very interesting. So what are you telling your agents today or what what are you doing yourself today to push through this interesting market that you're in? So
1: we find opportunities where there is affordability and the affordability is in the outer boroughs. And that's why we decided not to focus on Manhattan and actually establish our brokerage and our focal point on the Bronx. Um, And we did this, like I said, a year ago. And everybody thought we were out of our minds because Bronx is stereotypically known as the worst borough for crime and the most unappealing place. And you just have to, you know, look up the Bronx is burning and people have very (laughs) strong recollection of what the 80s were when landlords were setting their own buildings on fire to collect the insurance money. It's the poorest borough. You know, I could give you negative stats, but I don't focus on the negative. On the positive, we are the one of the fastest appreciating uh, boroughs, and now everybody is focused on the Bronx. And a year later, everyone said, wow, you guys were such visionaries, and it really has just begun. So we're very happy that we chose where we are.
0: So you've, you've done a lot of conscious thinking, it seems, you know what I mean? Like with, with your shift to short sales, with your shift uh, to the Bronx, you're kind of going to where, taking, taking the old quote, uh, Wayne Gretzky quote, you know, you, Mark goes to where, not where the puck is, but where the puck is going. Right.
1: That's our goal. Sometimes the puck goes in the opposite direction, but we've been lucky so far.
0: So where do you think the puck's going next?
1: You know, I think, really, the the puck is just heading in our direction, so we are ahead of the curve. Now, it is, you know, the whole thing here, because it's been identified, is there's a lot of backlash about the gentrification of the Bronx, and so with a very heavy demographic of poor people, they feel like they're being pushed out, so... You know, our goal in one of our divisions is to bring a Starbucks into the Bronx. There are two in the Bronx. Um, We're trying to bring the third. Um, We try to, you know, paint this as someplace that corporate America can really plant their flag um, because that is going to help us residentially. And we feel that's our responsibility because the people coming from Manhattan where, you know, they say, meet me at the Starbucks. And you know it's on Sixty Third Street. They say which one, because it's on every corner. And here there are yeah. two. So we feel it's our responsibility to help the community become that place that that has all the elements of enjoyment and to really support that. So that goes far beyond our quote unquote real estate business.
0: So are you are you branding yourself to be the Bronx real estate, the boutique real estate company in the Bronx?
1: Well. Yes. Our, our tagline is Discover the Real Bronx, um, because Bronx is City Island, it's Throgs Neck, it's Country Club, it's Riverdale, and all of those names might not mean anything to you, but these are on the water, these have spectacular views, these are homes. You know, when you're in an urban surrounding, you're looking at townhomes that are really not what you would expect from Sex in the City townhomes. And <laughs> <brownstones>. <laughs>
0: like the underground Bronx.
1: Yeah. So, you know, people see that and they go, yeah, I can't, I can't live there. Investors say the same thing. Investors look at it and they go, oh, I don't want to buy here. And we have to explain, are you looking at rate of return or are you looking at, could you live here? Because the neighborhood is full. There's no vacancies in the neighborhood. So see it for what it is. Um, So we have a lot of challenges to overcome every day, but discover the real Bronx is Again, it's not talking at people, it's listening and it's trying to understand what they're trying to achieve. Is this for them to raise their family? Is this for them for affordability? Is this for them for a long term buy and hold? You know, there's something for everyone.
0: Wow, that's great. That's great. Well, listen, Mark, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. I'm going to put all of Mark's information, and I'm going to put all of the information we talked about on the bankruptcy play because it's something I think that you guys want to take a look at, see if it's for you. And if it's for you, it's definitely a way to pick up some listings and pick up some commissions on uh, hybendigital.com backslash Mark Carton. And so there's two Ks, M-A-R-K and then K-A-R-T-E-N, M-A-R-K-K-A-R-T-E-N. So, Mark, I'll give you the last word, buddy. Well, first of
1: all, thank you for the opportunity to speak with you. It's a pleasure and an honor. And, uh, you know, two things, be persistent and be true to yourself.
0: There you go. Mark, thanks again, and I wish you the best of luck. And if I'm ever in the Bronx, I'll look you up, and we'll break some bread together.
1: I look forward to it. Thank you, Pat.
0: You're welcome. Thanks so much, guys, for listening to Pat Hyben interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Please don't forget that if you go to hybendigital.com, we have tons and tons of resources that you could use for free to help you make more commissions selling real estate every episode is on there over 350 and there's a search bar that you could just type in the name of the episode the number of the episode or any category or keyword that you want like fizzbo's expired expansion teams buyer agents whatever and episodes will come up that match that Another thing you could really help me out with is you can go to iTunes and give me a five-star review there. The more reviews I get, the higher in the rankings I climb, and the better guests I'll be able to get for your listening pleasure. Thanks again so much for listening, and don't forget, every episode, write down two or three things and put them to work, make them part of your goal setting, and make it happen. I'd love to hear from you. Please reach out. We're on Twitter, at Pat Hyben. We're on Instagram, Real Estate Rockstar Podcast. And we're all over Facebook on Six Steps to Seven Figures. And Pat Hyben interviews Real Estate Rockstars. And don't forget, if you want to hear more of me, my awesome book that is a New York Times bestseller, Six Steps to Seven Figures, is now out on audio. Just go to audible.com, type in Pat Hyben or Six Steps to Seven Figures, and you can listen to it. And of course, the paperback and ebooks are also available now at excellent prices. Have a great day, and don't forget, Rockstar Nation, keep rocking.